What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, John Lonaris. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencio. This has been such a short time without us recording. You know, it's been literally less than 24 hours, and we are back at it. We're back on the grind. Um, you know, this is going to be one of our short little episodes. So, I mean, I hope everyone's having a great week. I We obviously aren't going to be able to talk about, you know, new releases or anything like that quite yet. We'll, we'll get caught up eventually, but um we're gonna try and introduce something new here you want to get into a little bit yeah so former guest of the podcast my sister elijah's cousin lauren she is actually in a book club and that gave me the idea we should do like an album of the month club where we all whoever's interested listens to the same album and then we get everybody on an episode that wants to be a part of it and we just talk about the album we talk about you know the artist we talk about favorite songs, favorite moments, anything else in the backstory, the story of the album, whatever it may be, depends on the album, really what we talk about. But I think it should be a cool way to all learn about new music together, hear other people's thoughts on the music and just get everybody involved with the podcast, make it a real community type vibe. I think, you know, we could do a discord, we could do an Instagram group messages. We could do a lot of different things to like coordinate, but you know, we could even meet in person and talk about it rather than on Zoom. Like we definitely got options. I think we could make it really cool. I think there's a lot of different ways we could decide what albums we're going to do. It could be a new release that's really hyped up, like, you know, a Utopia, or it could be a super classic album, like an Illmatic, like something by Biggie or Tupac or, you know, like a Mad Villainy. But I think some of those albums, you know, people have heard, some haven't. So I think it'd just be a cool way to just explore music together. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, that that's just obviously so a great idea, of course, you know, kind of comparing it to the book, book club is perfect. Um, and I mean, it gives like everybody a shot, you know, maybe it's somebody's favorite album out there, or the other person's the first time they've heard it. So um, I mean, it just creates such a great opportunity for, I mean, music just to be discussed. I and mean, that's what the point of this podcast is to talk mm-hmm. music, you know, to chop it up, basically. So um, I mean, stay tuned for that. Of course, this is like super exciting for i mean the both of us especially like bringing in more people so um i'm ready to get this started we're, we're still deciding on that first album so um we'll see what happens of course and i obviously keep you guys updated yep stay tuned to the instagram at second avenue pod we'll be giving any updates on that we'll probably try to get kicked off like we've mentioned you know that we're kind of in a weird spot here with these episodes pre-recording they're gonna be shorter episodes so maybe not the first or second episode back but shortly after like maybe the end of august we kick this thing off and get it going but maybe you know that's when the episode comes out so maybe we mm-hmm. announce the album early august so everybody has time to listen and then we record it sometime you know second third week of august so we'll keep you guys posted but it definitely be cool i like your point about you know it's somebody's favorite and maybe somebody hasn't even heard it i like that a lot because i think so much about the dialogue about these albums will be, you know, hearing other people's thoughts. And if you are, you know, new to the artist, to the genre, if we're doing something different, even like hearing from somebody that really loves it and is super like knowledgeable about it, I think that could make you appreciate it even more. You know, like if we're going back to some of these like classic, you know, if we did like a classic rock album or like, you know, something like that, like a Beatles album, like a, you know, Pink Floyd, something random like that there might be somebody out there that knows all their albums knows, Oh, you know, this is where they started doing this. They lost a band member here. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that. I appreciate that so much more now because you explained that to me and I think it'd be really cool. So definitely stay tuned and we'll give some updates here in the next couple of weeks, but definitely excited to kick it off. 
Definitely. And I'm super excited for this episode that we have going this week. We're just going three albums we just have in rotation or, I mean, kind of just going a little more in depth. Uh, I chose just three albums that I've like out of three years of high school, my freshman year, my sophomore year, my junior year. And they've just consistently stayed in my rotation. Like they're, they're just albums that'll never leave. You know, I'm sure everybody has those albums from, you know, specific points in time. So I'm ready to get into those. Um, you want to kick us off? Yeah. I'm going to kick us off here with one that is probably the most random one we're going to talk about today. And that is running by Kafune. They're an indie duo. I've been a fan of them for a minute. I saw them at Summerfest in Milwaukee last weekend. And so it felt right before that I've been listening for a minute. I know that you're probably not too familiar with them. So I wanted to get this one out of the way. So we just talk about it quickly and then we can, you know, dive in a little bit deeper with the ones we both listened to, but I had to show them some love. I don't know if you ever seen this video, but there's a video of Pharrell and he goes to NYU to a music class and he's listening to the students music. The biggest moment from that is Maggie Rogers. I don't know if you know, Maggie Rogers. I do not know. Okay. Maggie Rogers is dope. She is, you know, kind of like a folk type singer, songwriter, artist, mm-hmm. very talented, super nice. And she is in that class and she's playing her music for Pharrell. She plays her song Alaska, which is to this day, my favorite song by her. And that was the first time I ever heard it. And Pharrell, you know, when he's going through all these other people, he's got notes, you know, like, oh, I'd layer the vocals here, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the snare is there, you know, whatever. And when he goes to Maggie Rogers, his face is just, so blown away and he just says wow he's like i have no notes for that and if you're an artist that's about the craziest compliment you yeah. can ever get from pharrell williams but he says basically he has no notes because what she's doing is singular there's nobody else that's doing it like her and that's just so cool and to this day i love that song love that specific part of the video but when I first saw that, I was like, oh, let's see these other people. I watched the full video. It's maybe, you know, like 30 minutes or whatever. Before that, I'd just seen the four-minute clip of Maggie Rogers. And one of the other people that got to play their music for Pharrell was Kafune, this duo. And I was like, oh, I like this. Like, this is cool. Uh-huh. And then I, that was that. I just heard that one song that they played for Pharrell. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, that's whatever. There's another person that plays music too. Didn't think, you know, much about it. Then all of a sudden on TikTok, I heard this song and I was like, oh, this, this is so good. I was like, I like this song a lot. Like TikTok songs for me are real hit and miss. Like I'm either like, especially the ones you're hearing a lot. Like I'm either like, oh, I really like this or like, I'm sick of this. I never want to hear it again. And especially I would never like listen to it on my own time. Like, you know, it's a cool TikTok song, but it's not like a music I'm going to listen to. But I heard this song one day and I was like, what is this? Like, I, I got to know. And it was a song, Tech It by Kafune. And great song you would probably know it if you heard it but it's just so good i love that song so i listen to their album running i don't even know if it's out maybe an ep whatever it's pretty short but that was that i've been listening to music for a minute now had the chance to go see them at Summerfest, and they killed it and i'm also going to see them at la palooza when i'm going on friday so i'm like a fan now i bought a t-shirt uh-huh. like we're, we're in so now i get to be in the crowd yeah so um yeah, I only knew like maybe five songs pretty well, like when I saw them in Milwaukee. So now I've done a few more listens and I'm like ready to be like a, a real fan. Yeah, like this is going to be this is going to be the podcast soon. I mean, we're, it's just going to take over eventually. Um, oh, yeah. I for sure need to give the album a listen. You know, it's a couple weeks in a row. 
for that way you brought it up or two days in a row for me, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I personally haven't given a listen or anything yet. So, I mean, um, I feel like this is going to provide just such a great opportunity for you guys to just, I mean, go into our, our, what we listen to daily nearly, or I mean, I'd say I bump one of these albums at least a week or once a week. So, um, for sure. but for my, my first pick, this is just screaming freshman year here. This is uh we got Bobby Tarantino by Logic. This is like the summer of my mm. freshman year. And wow, like this is so you know, in eighth grade I had started listening like under pressure logic a little bit more. And then this like just confirmed my fandom. Like, okay, this guy's like one of my favorite artists right now. I mean, there are just so many like just tracks that bring me back. We got Flexecution, The Jam, Slave, One and Two, Um, Wrist, 44 Bars. 44 Bars is probably my favorite logic song. Not mad at that. Um, and I, this is just such a great project. I remember me and BG used to bump this back in the day, me and Anthony. Um, like, I just got so many moments with different friends of this album, and it's just one that will just never leave the rotation for me personally. No, this one's fire. I will be honest, it has left the rotation for me. But when I do go back to a song every now and then, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is nice. Like, I remember one night we were writing around probably a couple months ago, and we listened to Slave 2, and I was like, Oh, this song is so good. And I forgot, I forgot about it. I haven't listened to it in forever months, if not years. So I was like, all right, this is good. And I listened to it another time, like on my own since then. I loved Logic. Like back in the day, you know, that I was like love for Logic, but not like I did once. That felt like at like the peak of his popularity, like around here, especially like everybody, not everybody, but like if you like fucked with music, you were, you were bumping Logic, you were bumping this. So, oh yeah. I feel like, yeah, that Logic was one of those people. He was at first, you know, an if you know, you know artist mm-hmm. in the mixtape, into Under Pressure days, and then even kind of into the Incredible True Story. Mm-hmm. And then he was just everywhere. Obviously, 1-800, that just yeah. blew him up into a different stratosphere. But that's a little bit after this era. Man, he had the hits, though. He had just such a great technical skill that he just showcased throughout all these. He was a good storyteller, good wordplay most of the time. So, yeah, I got love for Logic mm-hmm. always. I every time I see the Devin's flex hat, I always think of this album, of course, with Flexecution. So that's fire. I I bought him that hat when I went to see Logic. Have you seen Logic in concert? I have never, um, never had the opportunity. Never been at a rolling ever, really, at any festival or anything I've been at. So I don't know if it's so. I don't think I'd go individually, but if he's at you know one of these festivals or something, I think I'd have to see him. So mm-hmm. I've seen Logic twice actually. I saw him in Indianapolis on his own tour. It was him and Joey Badass, though, and I like Joey a lot, obviously, too. So I was like, okay, that's a pretty good one. And that was right after everybody. So he was still, like, pretty yeah. frequent in the rotation, very top of his game. And then Joey, that was right after All-American Badass. So he was killing it, too, of course. And, yeah, that was a great show. And then I saw him the next summer at Lollapalooza. I didn't go for him. I went for the weekend, but he was like the person right before the weekend. So logically, the weekend back to back, that's a pretty good that is, that's a good, duo right yeah, there. At that time, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I, ne- I, you know, I'm less into him now. Like I would definitely not go see just a logic tour now. Kind of like you, you went to see him individually. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I mean, at that time, I was fucking 15 years old. So it's like, you're not really going out to concerts or anything before yeah. you can drive or any of your friends can drive. So um, that is true. Took the- Kind of took the L at that point in my life, but I mean, what can you do, you know? Man, I have a random memory of like being in the weight room 
the summer after I was done with high school and I was working at the high school, I remember I would like lift in the weight room. And I think I was in there one day when you were in there, like lifting for football or something mm-hmm. or you and Anthony or something. And you guys were talking about, Oh, we should go see logic. And I don't know why I'm remembering that, but I do remember that. Cause you guys were like the young bulls. You guys were probably like 16, 17, whatever. Yeah. What? 2016. Probably that was, I, w- I would have been 14 turning 15. So mm. should have made it happen, but whatever maybe someday yeah the logic like retirement tour we'll, we'll go on yeah logic eras tour he'd be in his bag i'm sure he's got quite a few eras left though we'll see obviously he's had his retirement but i don't think that's gonna last yeah. obviously it hasn't even so <laughs> we'll see if one day it actually does uh let's get to my next album here i picked pinata by freddie gibbs and mad lib freddie gibbs is sneakily one of my like top five all-time listen to artists on spotify like i think he might be number three which is like sneaky because obviously i've been like a weekend guy forever so he's like number one i think and i can't remember who's number two but i think freddie's number three or four freddie is up there and i don't even like realize how much i listen to freddie but i've been listening to him just for you know so many years so consistently that it just adds up i guess but Pinata, that was probably the first album I heard from Freddie Gibbs. It, I wasn't listening like right when it dropped, but I remember this is one where I feel like when I was just out of high school or even still in high school, I was like, oh, if it's underground, like there's a reason it's underground. Like it's not popular. Yeah. Like I'm only listening to Drake, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll listen to Kendrick, J. Cole, like they're big for a reason. I'm listening mm-hmm. to them. And so like, I wouldn't even really give some of these albums a chance, like the Mad Villainies, the Pinatas, like these like, you know, to me, at least classic rap albums, like essential rap albums, at least of the underground or whatever you say, they don't even feel like underground anymore. Mad Villainy is like huge, but at a point I would say it probably was. And maybe that was even before I was listening to it, at least now though, for sure. But Pinata was one of the ones where I was like, I'm not gonna listen to Freddie Gibbs, like who's Freddie Gibbs, you know? (laughs) But then I finally gave it that listen. I would hear a song every once in a while. My boy Chalky would always be playing. And I'd be like, okay, this is pretty good. And that was right around the time he was collecting vinyls. And I know he had Pinata on vinyl. I know he had Mad Villainy. We're not talking about Mad Villainy, though. We're uh-huh. sticking to Pinata here. But I was like, okay, I think maybe he finally played it on vinyl in front of me. And I was like, okay, this is this is good. Legit, I like this. Yeah. yeah, like, okay, I see it now. But to me, it's just such a great album. It's Freddie's best project for sure. You got crazy features on it. You got you know, Mac Miller, you got Earl Sweatshirt, you got Raekwon, you got Danny Brown. And there's just some of Freddie's best songs on here. Shitsville is always going to be on my workout playlist, but you know, you got Robes with Earl and uh, Dama Genesis. That one's crazy. High with Danny Brown, Heralds. I saw somebody on Twitter one time say, if you had to play a Freddie Gibbs song, like with a girl in the car, what song are you going to play? And people are like, oh, there's not one. There's not one. Somebody yeah. said Heralds. And I was like, okay, I, I could see that. There's so many good songs, though. Obviously, to me, the two standouts are always going to be Deeper and Thuggin'. I mean, those are two of, like, probably, I'd throw them in my top 100, no question, maybe top 50 favorite rap songs of all time. Like, those are such great tracks. I heard somebody once say that Deeper by Freddie Gibbs is, like, a Drake song. It has the vibe of a Drake song, the storytelling you know, but it has that Freddie Gibbs touch on it. Like it's, it doesn't sound anything like a Drake yeah. song, but the underlying tone could be maybe Drake esque because he's just talking about 
deeper issues like all this stuff in his life and it's just such a great perspective from freddie because we're used to that thug and we're used to the coke bars we're used to all this and then we get that deeper we get that more introspective freddie gives uh that's to me one of the best songs so if you're going to take anything away from that whole spiel listen to deeper by freddie gibbs freddie gibbs is one of the artists that i believe should should be a lot bigger than they are i mean not necessarily you know this massive a-list star but they should be you know he should be at you know a level where mac miller was at you know um i'd put i i'd say him and vince staples are similar levels i guess in terms of like Mm -hmm. popularity amongst you know others obviously music's subjective it doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks or you know um but it just feels like he's got a good like social media personality and everything like Vince Staples. Mm-hmm. That's another common trait there. And I just feel like he should be bigger than he is. You know, I look at, I was going over Spotify monthly listeners. He's only at three and a half million. I feel like he could easily double that comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, Freddie Gibbs just needs more love and rap. Me and Brennan were just talking about Vince Staples, like for the same reason, you know, like he should be just a lot more known to the common rap listener, but Hey, he still drops great music and everything, of course. So, Always. Definitely one of the most consistent to me, one of the most talented to me. And I think, you know, he was starting to get his shine in the past couple of years. Alfredo, I mean, Grammy nomination, yeah. that's fire for him. And he's always been just coming through with great music. And I think, you know, consistently doing that gets you to great places and it's gotten him to a great place. Now, he may not be like an A-list rapper, but he's significantly bigger than he was, you know, in 2016 when I first heard about Freddie Gibbs or whatever year that was. So yeah, shout out to him, consistent growth over the years. And I think he's definitely got his respect from other rappers and like yeah. super hardcore listeners. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can really ask for. I think at the end of the day, I think his sounds not mainstream, you know, like I, I couldn't hear yeah. Freddie Gibbs on the radio, but at the same time, he does have some songs where I'm like, okay, this like has hit potential. Like the one to me, I always go back to that. Like this, should be a bigger hit than it is is four things with big sean like yeah. the first time i heard this i was like oh this is gonna be a big song and then my random memory of it is that was back when i like would watch the nelk boys and i was like oh the nelk boys you know they nelk. put that in a <laughs> no, full send baby quit being a half sender they put that in one of their videos and i was like freddie gibbs in a nelk yeah. like, who's crazy. picking the music yeah. uh but no, that just shows that it should have been more mainstream than it was. And I think it's one that like, if you play on the aux at like a party or, you know, something like it would definitely pass the vibe test. There's some that, you know, you can't play thugging. That's going to scare the host for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> you could play four things. I uh, love so that. Praise God variety. I love that comparison for like underground artists now, or kind of that, just that whole scene is don't scare the, you know, scare uh-huh. the hose or whatever now. So, um, Shout out Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia for, I mean, just that perfect album title. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, moving on to my second pick here. This is like, uh, I remember I was lifting in the weight room, and this is my introduction to Lil Peep, you know, one of my top three artists comfortably. Um, ben Struck was playing. So then, you know, after that, I mm. just, you know, just took off into this Lil Peep, um, his train, I guess. And um, this is probably 20 like early 2018 so it was a few months after he had passed and dropped come over when you're sober part one and i mean this album will never leave my rotation this may be my favorite album ever mm. um ben struck of, of course just a banger i feel like that's one you could you'll play at a party or play at a function but then there's also you know just the the headphone music i feel like this is what all, all these tracks have done for me you know like save that shit awful thing you said 
and it's only seven songs, which I like. Me and um, Chalky were talking over the weekend. We we're like, uh, how much more enjoyable it is to just have a shorter album, or you know, just like the albums mm-hmm. nowadays are getting way entirely too long. It ruins the album. But what like really solidified this pick for me, and I was you know going through my music and thinking, what do I want to choose? Problems came on on shuffle today, and this is why I've always I don't do really playlists or anything like that. I just shuffle all my like songs and problems came on and I was okay. I was like, I need to bring this in. And I was like, I'll yeah. kind of go in this direction of bringing, you know, a lot of the albums I was listening to in high school. So, um, and I feel like at the time, you know, I was bumping this in front of my friends or whatever. And it was kind of didn't, it just wasn't the right vibe, I guess, to play in like a car, like cruising around or whatever. But after star shopping dropped, I felt like Lil Peep just took off Ooh. and, or, you know, came to streaming services. It took like, kind of took over like that that emo rap sound really just ascended at our school so that was just a huge mm-hmm. w so yeah shout out to little peep a legend he's obviously such a game changer for the rap industry i guess and he's just should have been a star he he was a star basically but he if he would have more time he could have been so much bigger so yeah shout out to little peep always i remember the way I got on a little peep was Cuff Boys, the YouTube channel. He would play the music for his mom and he did mom reacts to little peep. I think he did um I wanna say save that shit in Ben's truck, if I had to guess. Yeah, or no Ben's Beamer truck. Boy, Beamer Boy for sure was yeah. in there. But I was like, Oh, this is the first time I heard Lil Peep. I just had seen his videos. I didn't know who Lil Peep was, so I just watched it. That I feel like that was how I learned about so many different artists, was just watching random youtubers that i enjoyed their content talk about people who they liked and that's how i found out about little peep and i started listening to his music and i loved come over when you're sober like man awful things better off dying you said uh, there's just so many great songs on that just, it yeah. is so short but i think we talked about every song at this point but they're all great i mean yeah peep it's a legend yeah a 24 minute album like and just literally like I don't think I could pick, you know, a favorite song off there. Like they're just like all like equally matched and everything. So, um, I mean, just 24 minutes of just phenomenal music for me. So mm-hmm. I will end by saying, I think I would probably still take Hellboy over it though, but I love come on you're sober. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's so hard for me to like choose one. I remember like, I guess parts or come over when you're sober part two. Cause that's like, I, you know, up at night, like listening to it for the first time. That's the first experience I ever had with a, new little Pete project. So I got to go with that for me. So Okay. I respect that. My last album I'm going to show some love to this week is call me. If you get lost by Tyler, the creator, this to me is one of the best rap albums of the 2020s so far, maybe number one, I we'd have to talk, but it could be number one. I think I have to really sit and think about what else we got, but off the top, it might be number one. And I had to show it some love because I'm going on vacation. That's, you know, the reason we're pre-recording these. And this is the first time I'm ever going to like go somewhere like a beach after this album has been out. And I just cannot wait to experience this album with water, with sand, with just a new scenery. Oh my God. It's going to be such a vibe. This is the perfect like travel album. And I, I can't even wait. Yeah. No, like I, I'm, you know, not the biggest Tyler fan. I'll always admit that or haven't got too into them yet, I guess possibly, but um, it, this just feels like just such a great travel album. Or just you're in vacation mode. Call me if you get lost. Like I don't think there's a a better album that's released within the past few, five years that you can play. So no, nah, it's got to be number one to me. Call me if you get lost is such a great project. 
when Igor first came out, I was like, wow, this is like Tyler's magnum opus. And it still might be, but I didn't think anything was ever going to come close. And then come if you get lost dropped. And I was like, Ooh, this is, this is close. Like I probably listened to come if you get lost more. It is potentially because it's newer and because I've heard Igor so many times, but it is just great. No matter what, no matter what bar you're judging it against, it is just a great project. It's another, you know, kind of shorter project, 52 minutes, nothing crazy long. I think anything under an hour is like, you know, short. I think you get around 50 minutes or shorter. Uh, I think that's pretty short. And there's two just super long tracks of Sweet. I thought you wanted to dance and uh, Wilshire. So it really, besides those, is like 30-something minutes, really. So most of the other tracks are short. You get a couple skits, but it's just such a great project. Hot Wind Blows, that'll like never leave the rotation in the summer the whole project is really never leaving the rotation sweet. I thought you wanted to dance. It's a long track, but I'm bumping that one pretty often. Like all in all, it's such a great project. You got songs you'll play in the aux. You got songs you can listen to in your headphones song for every setting, but all with that underlying tone of summer of travel. And I cannot wait to listen to it. It's definitely going to be like the last album I listened to in the car on the way there. Like I'm going to have it planned out. My playlist is going to be, you know, how many ever hours, and this is going to be that last hour, and it's going to be such a vibe. Are Are you ready to call it a classic yet? Not yet, not yet. But I, I think, think it yeah, has all those things. I think it where just it has the makings of a classic. Like it obviously has a great music, but I think it has so many just great moments attached to it. Obviously, I think the estate sale helps boost it a little bit more, even, mm-hmm. and just like the aesthetic of it. It's such like an important piece to Tyler's career and i think tyler's a legend you know what i mean like to me tyler is one of the best rappers of this generation so i think that alone is going to give it that classic status one day but i think that's a conversation for a couple years from now yeah no it it isn't i was going to argue with you that it is entirely too soon for that but um i think it does have all all the makings obviously you know it's not something i'm bumping all the time or anything like that but i will admit it does have all the makings of a classic Mm mm-hmm uh, moving on to my last track here, this one like brings back uh, junior year football season so much for me. So you know it was you know baby was little baby was blowing up that that summer. Um, we had yes indeed, and then I remember like very very vividly like uh, drip too hard playing a little, little off topic here because this is not a little baby project we got, but we have beer bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. I remember it just so vividly, like we just have, you know, tracks like that, that the football team would all listen to together, you know, in the locker room or on the bus or whatever. Um, and Rockstar, the first time I heard it, oh my, like, this is just a song that just, I like instantly fell in love with that 21 Savage feature. is just insane to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this out. Al- I love this album in Stony. It felt like, you know, those albums at the time were just like some of my favorites, uh, me and all my friends, you know, I mean, just were always banging Post Malone. Um, I remember we'd always like go to little parties in the country or wherever, like that winter. And it was just always uh, in Cameron Capilano's car, just listening to Beer Bongs cool. and Bentleys. Or uh, we'd be chilling at Austin's house in the basement, listening to Beer Bongs and Bentleys, Stony. Um, Fire. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many great picks for me here. Uh, Rockstar, of course, Zach and Codeine. That was just such a good one at the time. Uh, 92 Explorer, I love that. And then even, you know, now I still always bang like over now. Uh, Paranoid. Paranoid might be my favorite Post Malone song. So um, it's just, I feel like Post Malone hasn't gotten too much mention on the the podcast because he's kind of 
not someone I listen to too much anymore, but this one is just always going to be a classic to me. So, yeah, anytime we talk about Post Malone, I'm always going to go back to the episode when we're doing 20 questions and you gave me him. And I just don't even think about Post Malone when we're talking about rappers. So Uh that was a tough one. Um, But yeah, I mean, I definitely listen to Post Malone every now and then back in the day, especially like. I loved White Iverson. I think people thought it was a joke, some people, but I was like, I love White Iverson. Like yeah. then I was like, this song is crazy. And, you know, from there he had some good songs. And then Rockstar came out. Rockstar, you know, it's one of those songs that's huge, but I think deservingly so. I never really got tired of Rockstar. Even still, like if I heard Rockstar, I'd be like, okay, I'm not really going my way for Post Malone, but it's a good track. And I think there's definitely some other good ones here that you know i'll have moments psycho better now those are hits postpone's a star like this is the album that really made him that star and you know shout out to him i guess but i'm not bumping it like that but when i hear him they're fine yeah um it's it's really crazy like how big post malone actually is like uh the the diamond collection that was just like such a big flex mm-hmm. and like he just rockstar is like one of the most played songs on spotify ever congratulations as well that song is massive i fall apart i mean there's he's just got like a lot of hits like um so i mean he's done his thing of course so i mean shout out post malone shout out to post malone never thought we're gonna get into him like this on the pod but here we are look at us yeah i and really enjoy talking about these albums you know some albums that we have talked about some that we haven't talked about but it was just cool to get into them kind of set the tone a little bit this is like a mini version of what that album of the month club could be so we'll definitely you know be back with some updates on that and hopefully you guys enjoyed you know this little shorter episode apologies again but you know it is summer you know we're out here outside for real so some of these episodes are gonna be a little bit shorter for the next couple of weeks but we're gonna be here and you know that's the best we can do at this point so we're just giving you what we got hope you guys enjoy it and we'll be back next week with another you know a little bit shorter episode but hopefully you guys enjoy them and yeah then we'll be back for good in a couple weeks all right we'll see you guys next week with another episode Peace.